When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Collision in studio. Let's get it, fam. I'm ready. I wouldn't get too comfortable, fam. Have you been out here in 100 degree weather this whole time in a suit? For hours. Uh, you, you've been waiting and I've been waiting, but you know what? You're gonna have to wait just a little bit longer. I'm sorry. And yeah, I've been here the whole time. I've been waiting a long time for this. This is gonna be a very special episode of The Soul Show. Sure, you're here, the beard's here, mm -hmm. apparently the suit is here, and not a drop of sweat, but that's fine. Look, I, 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 I'm ready to go get this title. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here for it. Yeah, I don't get hot, I get better. I think you're gonna learn that lesson when you're my very special guest on the next Soul Show. I'm looking forward to it. It's a good thing they build you up. It's, people are gonna care more when I, you know, do what I'm gonna do to you. Do what you gotta do in the tournament, fam. Wow, what a match, and Dimolanta does it. Dimolanta keeps the championship. Laura Kelly looked like she almost had it a few times there, but Dimolanta goes and keeps that championship, and now he hits that over for him. He's got to go and defend against Thomas Harper. But, man, what a match that was, Mark. No, not since the movie Network have I seen someone just bang on a desk so hard. Andrew Dimolanta's poor desk, but it's still holding that championship belt. Laura lights out. Kelly played fantastic, even in a losing effort. And I don't know who that idiot in an orange suit was, but, man, is he handsome. It was a cute suit. So, listen, this is, as the, Jen mentioned leading into this, it's now time for that inner geekdom number one contender yeah. match. You've got Amaru Moses, the number two overall draft pick picked up by Sam Levine and the usual suspects, and he is going up against Saul. It has been the Saul show in his last two matches because he has taken out players like Greg Alba and John Humphreys, and he's done it by knockout. He has been fierce. He has been uh, just a, a terror. But Amaru Moses, you look at what he did in his first match, uh, and then Swift, he struggled a little bit, but then he looked so good against Moose Haas. This is going to be something. I have assured Amaru Moses that he will actually have his audio plugged in for this match, and so we're going to get to hear his lovely voice, and as far as Saul, I'm still a little weary of the guy. I can't believe I'm going to be sharing a stage with him. He's intimidating. He's got those piercing eyes. Like, you don't know what he's going to do to you after the match, and so hopefully we at least get through the match, and then I'll just run to my car before he catches me. Yeah, there's a lot at stake, obviously, with both the usual suspects and the Den. They both want to get some points here. It's four points for the winner, plus a title shot. The winner will get the winner of Mike Kalinowski and Chandru Dondapani when that match happens, and you can get tickets for that match August 4th. 14th, Chandru versus Mike Kalinowski. With that, we're going to go to the promo to show you exactly how we got here today. Here we go. I knew my season was over after I lost to Brandon Hanna, but I, I, I was holding out hope. This will be my ascension. There will be no more doubts. There will be no more, yeah, but I'm, I'm blowing the doors off the place. I do care, but I care about this an awful lot. And if I'm gonna care, I have to conduct myself differently and I have to push myself harder. I'm not near my ceiling. I just got the rocket put on my back and I'm gonna show you my ceiling and it's gonna be a little while before you see it. But 
That is, that's the, that's the trip I'm taking you on. The dividend checks are coming in soon and they're going to be made of golden leather. That was the moment that it feels like you must have had to pick yourself back up from to bring the guy that we're seeing now. Talk to me about that journey. It starts there. How'd you get from there to here? It left a scar. It left a scar. It left some scar tissue. Um, and that, that acquainted me with a very lonely, dark feeling that I have no interest in ever meeting again. I feel fear all the time. I feel amazing amounts of fear leading up to this. And the next match I play, I'll feel the same amount. Controlling that fear is how I'm able to do anything. Nothing spectacular to me happened here. I knew I was this good for a long time. I'm just glad some people maybe got a glimpse, a small glimpse of it, just getting back to the starting line with the rest of this division in that pursuit of uh, chasing whoever's wearing that belt. So you just tune in the next time, and then the next time, because I'll just keep showing up, and I'll be taking on whoever they put in front of me, and I'll be saying, yes, please, I'll have some more. You just sit down and enjoy the Saw Show, because that's what I'm doing. I'm giving you a show, and you deserve a better schmo now. And that schmodown is through my eyes. I want Ken Griffey Jr. I want Chris Bryant. And I want Amaru Moses on The Usual Suspects to win that inner geekdom belt. I'm, I'm low-key not happy about my performance, but I don't care because I got the win. <laughs> And I have 19 points in a bad game. And it's big for Amir Moses. The kid was the number two draft pick overall. Can he advance and get to 2-0? and Yeah, I want to smash that Moses punk. I know what he's doing. I invented the role he's failing at right now. What up, family? It's your boy, Amaru. And you know what? Let's cut to the chase. Saul, you wanted me? You got me, fam. Saul is a beast of a man. He will intimidate others in terms of his personality. As I said, his anger gives me life. Uh, the more he yells, the more I smile uh, and laugh. <laughs> Collision to be fought in studio. Saul versus Amaru Moses. Saul, he's mad because he hasn't been allowed to answer a round three question yet. And you know what, bruh? I got you. I've never been in a round three before. I might just wet my pants and run out of the room. You know, if you want to think, this guy can't possibly go three rounds because he's knocked people out. If that thought is honestly entertaining your head, I'm going to let it. I'm expecting a very intense and enjoyable match because when you're challenged, it just makes it more fun. We get to do this live and in person? That's my present to you, Saul. Let's give these fans what they came here to see. An absolute dominator performance. I'm hyped up, and how could you not be? Both these guys want it. They're both hungry. You got Amaru Moses, who's a rookie, who's got an opportunity as another rookie to get to that title match, and then Saul, who has just been on a terror. Whoever loses this match will go into the Inner Geekdom Tournament. We know that. But they don't want to go into the tournament. They want to get to that championship match. But Mark, I'm ready to go. How about you? I got my eye of the captain here, but when it comes to Inner Geekdom knowledge, we're merely first mates to these two fellas. All right, so things are going to be a little different here. We're going to await the arrival of our first competitor. Hit the music. You hear that music, Mark? That is... 
the start. You know Amaru Moses yeah. is coming out here, and he is going to be led to the arena with Sam Levine. Number one, number two draft pick overall. It's got to weigh inside of your confidence and everything else, Sam too. Levine has believed in this guy from day one. He was convinced he was the one that's going to bring the usual suspects to inner geekdom, stardom. And there is Amaru Moses. Sam Levine trailing him, looking confident as ever. Yeah, you see, look, I mean, this has got to be a big thing for this kid. You know, he comes in, he's, he's with family, he comes in, he goes 2-0 in digital, and now he makes the first, he's, he's the first in-studio match. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing first, with a record of two wins, no defeats, he is the Silent Assassin, Amaru! Lustily applauding for Amaru Moses. He looks primed and ready, Christian. He is ready to go, Mark, and as he should be. And now he just awaits his competitor, Saul. And you hear the music. That is Saul. This is a theme by David B. This sounds scarier. Could be. Well, you know, Amaru's got that smile, and Saul, not so much. Oh, I like that. Listen to that dirty guitar work that and could only mean a man. And there he is. There he is. There's, there's Saul. There's Saul, and he he's led by Kate Mulligan of the Dead. Fitting that she is the dead mother because he looks like Sabretooth. And his opponent with a record of two wins, one defeat, and two knockouts. This is Saul! Oh, Saul, oh, he, he, he took my mic. He did not take my hand. He took my mic. Cut the music. Now. Or I can do it to the music. Whatever you want to do. Either way, I'm going to welcome everyone to the Saul Show. Very special guest this evening. Number two, Amaru. He comes all the way from the fan leagues. And he's going back all the way to the fan leagues. <laughs> We're gonna have a hell of a show for you tonight. I guarantee it. He's gonna try to help me out. I appreciate it, Mr. 30 Points. Wow, Saul oh, opening up the Saul show here, and and we've got our competitor. So I ask you, Mark, you ready? I was ready, and then he took my mic. Now I have my mic back in my person. I am primed and pumped to go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's So please give us the rules of round number one. Oh, thank goodness for rules. In round number one, this is Inner Geekdom, meaning 10 questions will emerge from 10 different corners of Inner Geekdom know-how. Each question is worth one point. There is no penalty for missing a question. There is no stealing. At least there isn't in round number one. We'll ask the question. Competitors have 15 seconds to write down their best attempt at an answer with whatever whiteboard and writing service they prefer. Once we ask you by name or nickname, please show what you wrote to our cameras. There's so many of them here. To our incredible studio audience. And then 
that also to the two announcers, including the hot one talking right now. I'll remind each competitor of your three usages of the JTE rule, named for famous Ewok JTE. If you need a repeat of a question, you just didn't hear it right, you want to buy yourself another 15 seconds, use a JTE rule. You also each have one challenge to be utilized at any point throughout the three-round match. We'll deliberate with managers, we'll hear arguments, and it will ultimately be your manager that confirms and ratifies if said challenge is taking place. All right, with that, I ask Saul, are you ready? Yeah. Amaru, are you ready? Yes, sir. And let's get ready to Schmodown! Good crowd. Big crowd on hand for this gala event. All right, round number one, question number one. We are going to start in the realm of Superman. In which film does Clark Kent have an epic fight with an evil Superman in a junkyard? So you see, you know, the two of them both starting out, and they need something big here to hey, start out. Hey, whose like glasses like came on? And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. We start here with Saul. Superman 3. Yes, sir. Please show the camera as well. And Amaru? Superman 3. Got it. All right. So 1-1. One, one. All right. Next question. They're warmed up. Your next question is in the wizarding world of that kid. And your question for a point. Who plays the role of Letta Lestrange in Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald? Which you I love these. fell asleep during. Stop this. Great nap. Oh, yeah. One of the best naps I've ever had. Are you sure about that? I had a headache after. Yeah. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up. This time we start with Amaru. Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Saul. Zoe Kravitz. Got it. All right. <laughs> Question three. We're going to go to the realm of swashbuckling adventure. In which film does Indiana Jones say... I don't know. I'm making this up as I go, just before embarking on a big chase. Uh, speaking of swashbucklers, yes. that Captain Morgan, huh? I like what you did He's there. Good, yeah. I really like that I a lot. I know how to tie stuff You're together. You're a smart person. I like I'm it. like the rug in Big Lebowski. I tie it all together. Nice. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up. We start with Saul this time. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Amru. Raiders of the Lost Ark. We're still tied up. All right. One gets a feeling we can just go right to sudden death, but I guess we'll honor the match. Your next category, Marvel Films. And the question for a point. In how many films has Jaman Hunsu appeared as Korath in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? These two guys obviously playing for a shot at the inner geekdom title. Yeah, they want it bad, too. You can see in their eyeballs. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up. We start with Amaru. Two. Yes, sir. And Saul. Three. All right, so Amaru gets first blood. Amaru gets first blood. Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel. That's right. All right, here is question five in the realm of TMNT. Would you just say what it stands for? No. And... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles actor Elias Coteus plays which character in 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You see, that's why I wait. <laughs> Was that so hard? No, because I got to it in the questions. So. <laughs> they don't know what that stands for. Well, they do now because I just said it. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> All 
And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And this time we start with Saul. Casey Jones. Yes, and Amaru. Casey Jones. Amaru is still perfect. Halfway through round one, Amaru perfects all trails by one. Your next category, Alien and Predator. And the question, which film in the Alien franchise features the characters Parker, Lambert, and Brett? Sounds like an interstellar law firm. Don't give any clues. <laughs> Is there a law firm in any of these movies? Maybe. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And Amaru. Alien. Yes. Saul. Alien. That's correct. All right. So Amaru Moses at the moment is up by one, six, five as we get to question seven. That's comic book movies. What 2000s movie has the quote? None of you seem to understand. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. That is cool. It's a good one. <laughs> you like that line? I'd be terrified to be in a situation like that, but if I ever am, I'm stealing that. You're about to be the guy right next to you. He scares the crap out of me. Yeah. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And we start with Saul. Watchman. Yes. And Amaru. Watchman. Yup. Amaru looking good right now. Amaru looking good with a couple questions left to go. That's right. Three questions left in round one. Gentlemen, your eighth question is in the world of Jurassic Park. And the query for a point, which Jurassic Park film features the supporting characters Vic Hoskins, Larry Crothers, and Simon Mazrani? I mean, you look at this, how intense both these guys are at the moment. I, I love a good locked-in trivia match, you know? They this are. Is, well, it means a lot. Stakes are high. Sport. First one ever. And five. They're athletes, too. Look at they them. They are. Four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And we start here with Amaru. Jurassic World. Yes. And Saul. Jurassic World. Got it. All right. <laughs> so now question nine with Amaru with a one-point lead. Fantasy sci-fi. The character Zach Taylor becomes what color ranger in the 2017 film Power Rangers? I mean, aren't these all kind of fantasy sci-fi questions? Uh, you know, think, yeah, every yeah. question we've asked so far you think so? qualifies. Well, I'm sure there'd be arguments or a challenge from somebody. <laughs> Who are you talking and about? Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And salt. Blue. That is incorrect. And Amaru? Red. That is also incorrect. Looking for black. For black. That's a big miss for Amaru because now there's no perfect round on the table left. No, and it's still one point because Saul missed that one as well. But you're right. There's no chance for a perfect round here. But we get to the last question in round number one, Mark. That is in the world of Star Trek. And the question. Which hero in the Star Trek franchise said, the line must be drawn here, this far, no further, and I will make them pay for what they've done. Uh, which is a cool quote, but not as cool as the, uh, <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you, you're locked in here with me. That's a really good one. And That's five. Senior quote material. Four. Three. Two. Repeat the question. All right, first one. It's in the category of Star Trek. And the question, 
Which hero in the Star Trek franchise said, the line must be drawn here. This far, no further, and I will make them pay for what they've done. So Amador Moses uses his first JTE rule. He's got two Fs, all retains all of his. That's right. And we go with five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. We start with Amador. James Kirk. That is incorrect. And Saul. Captain Kirk. Ah, we're looking for Captain Picard. All right. So interesting enough, though. So they missed the same one. So Amadou still keeps his one-point lead going into round number two. But right now, Mark, Amadou has eight. Saul with seven. And now the managers can, can come up and talk to their competitors as we get to the rules of round number two. Come on up, managers. It is the wheel round. The wheel of fate, doom, and justice. And good news, the physical wheel is back. We met its green room demands. The physical wheel is here in round number two. Each competitor gets a spin at that wheel. Once they settle on a category, five questions will emerge in that particular genre. Each question is worth two points. No penalty for missing a question. However, stealing is available in round number two. So if competitors aren't sure of the answer, you can ask us for multiple choice. We'll give you four options, one of which is the correct answer. At that point, the value of the question recedes to one. Once again, JTE rules and challenges still apply. And Christian, here's where we stand now. That physical wheel modeled by Alex Marzonia just so is just perfect and it's so good to see the physical wheel back the first person who has an opportunity to spin that wheel is Amaru Moses because he finds himself leading by one the question is does he want to take that initiative or does he want to defer to his opponent for that we are going to ask Amaru would you like to spin first or defer uh, I'm gonna defer he's, he's gonna, gonna defer. defer all right yeah. so we are going to have Saul you're gonna spin that wheel and so Saul is on the wheel he's going to give it a spin and here we go Round and round it goes. We asked him to spin it gingerly. And what was that? Planet of the Apes, he's keeping it. He's keeping Planet of the All Apes. All right, Planet of the Apes it is. He's going to keep it. So Saul will get five questions in the realm of Planet of the Apes. All right. All right, Saul spun Planet of the Apes, so he's going to get five questions. Saul, here you go. Here's your first question. Which Planet of the Apes film begins with the line, Beware the Beast Man? For he is the devil's pawn. Alone among God's primates, he kills for sport or lust or greed. Five. Four. Please repeat the question. First one. Okay. Which Planet of the Apes film begins with the line? Beware the beast man, for he is the devil's pawn. Alone among God's primates, he kills for sport or lust or greed. War for Planet of the Apes? That's incorrect. Amaru, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to steal. I will give you the question one more time. Which Planet of the Apes film begins with the line, Beware the beast man, for he is the devil's pawn. Alone among God's primates, he kills for sport or lust or greed. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. It's a big two-point steal for Amaru Moses. Wow, they had a planet beneath there? Two-point steal for Amaru as now Saul finds himself down by three. 10-7. Here is the second question for Saul. In Planet of the Apes 2001... What is the name of the first primate according to ape religion and prophecy? 
Multiple choice, please. Is it A, Simos, B, Cornelius, C, Zaius, D, Caesar? Simos. That is correct for one point. All right, Saul cuts the lead to two. He's got three questions remaining in the world of Planet of the Apes. Saul, which actress plays Cornelia, Caesar's wife in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Five, four. Multiple choice, please. Is it A, Michelle Monaghan, B, Kristen Malati, C, Judy Greer, D, Mandy Moore? C, Judy Greer. That's correct for one more point. All right, he's cut the lead to one. Now he's looking to veer ahead before his time is over in round two. Question four. In which film are apes waiters not given money for tips, but are instead given raisins? Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. For two points, Saul. That's big. <laughs> I'm giving raisins the next time I dine out. That's it. All right, your last, uh, last question here. Last question. Here it is. Who plays the role of circus owner Armando, who raised Caesar in Conquest of the Planet of the Apes? Ricardo Montalban. Two more points. So Saul recovers. Big close from a there. Tough start, but he finds himself up by three now as Amaru now gets to spin. All right. So the managers are going back up there. And here is Amaru Moses is going to now spin the wheel. And here's the spins. Right. He deferred the spin initially. He let Saul go first. And that strategy seems to have played out. He only trails by three. And if the competitors would be so kind as to let us know which category he landed on, which one did we get? Spinner's choice. That could be anything. <laughs> True. It could be. Okay, they knows? have 60 it's, seconds it's gonna, to deliberate. We don't need that. No. What do you got? Uh, graphic novels. Graphic novels. All right. Okay. So Amaru is going with graphic novels here. And Mark. All right. Okay. Uh, Amaru, you chose graphic novels. Unfortunately, it's a movie trivia show. So I have graphic novels adapted into movie trivia. I hope that works for you. That's fine. All right. Roger that. For two points, your first question of five, unless you need multiple choice. Which graphic novel adaptation begins with the line, Earth Before the War, New York Before I Was Born, a place I've only seen pictures of? Five, four, three. Repeat the question. Second one. All right, you have one JT remaining. Which graphic novel adaptation begins with the line, Earth Before the War, New York Before I Was Born, a place I've only seen pictures of? And five, four. Multiple choice. All right, for a point, your four options. Is it A, Oblivion, B, Watchmen, C, From Hell, or D, Cowboys and Aliens? Oblivion. Oblivion is correct for a point, and now it's a two-point lead for Saul as Amaru faces his second question in the world of graphic novel adaptations, and for two points. In the film Extraction, Amir Asif tells Farhad to cut off the body part as a present for him. Which body part? His finger. That is correct, and very scary. For two points, we got a tied ball game. Three questions left for Moses, and the next one is, which actor plays the role of Nabirius, a demon prince who poses as scientist Charles Wessex in I, Frankenstein. Bill Nighy. 
is correct for two more points. Amaru seizes the lead. As we now arrive at his penultimate question in the world of graphic novel adaptations for two points, which actress plays a sex worker named Mary Kelly in the film From Hell? Heather Graham. Ed Helms' wife in the Hangover movies is correct for two points. All right, so that was question four. So this is the final question. That's right. we got a four-point ball game right now. Moses already in the lead, looking to pad it, going into the final round, round three. Your question, sir. In the film A History of Violence, Vigo Mortensen's character calls attention to himself by killing two armed robbers at what type of location? It's in his diner. That's exactly the word written there. That is two more points for Moses. Six-point lead over Saul going into round three. What a round it was by Amadou Moses. He sees himself up by six, and now round number three begins. Mark, what are the rules? That's right. Managers will reassure their competitors one more time as we head into the round that will determine the match, lest we go to sudden death overtime. In round number three, each competitor is going to face three questions. Your first question is worth two points. Next one worth three points. Your final question is worth five of possibly the biggest points of your career. How do we get those questions? Well, the competitor is going to give us a little hand. We need three integers from each of them. These numbers may range from 1 to 16. You may not pick the same numerals as your opponent because each one corresponds to a unique category of inner geekdom mystery. It will be Amaru Moses who gives us his points first. He only has one JTE rule remaining. Saul still retains two. They both still have their challenge. And so now managers retire after a rousing round of pep talks. And oh my god, they almost, almost came to blows. Almost, almost. I do not believe what I just saw. All right, so we start with Amadur Moses. Amadur, can we have your three numbers, please? 16, 10, 13. 16, 10, 13 by the silent assassin and for Saul. One, two, three. One, two, three for Saul. So Saul is going to try to avoid the TKO here, and he will be answering questions first. Saul, you have two remaining JTEs. And here is your first question, sir. You chose category one. That is going to put you, sir, in the realm of dystopian future and time travel. Dystopian future and time travel. Here is your two-point question. The character of Commander Locke, played by Harry Lennox, appears in which franchise? Five, four, three, two. Please repeat the question. Second one. He's got one JT will remain. The character of Commander Locke, played by Harry Lennox, appears in which franchise? The Matrix. That's correct for two points. Saul, big, big point. pull there. Big pull there. All right. So now with that, Saul hits it and finds himself now down by four. Still needs to hit this big three-point question. He can survive by hitting okay. the five, Christian, but you really don't want to only lead by one before Moses has even answered a question yet. That's right. So he chose category two. Alien and Predator is his three-point question. Here is his question. Saul? Who plays the synthetic known as Ash in Alien? Ian Holm. Three points. So it's a tricky little curveball yeah. right there, and he knocked it out of the park. All right, so now 
Saul has to hit his five. Saul hits his five. It bounces back to Amaru. However, if Saul misses his five-pointer, Amaru and the usual suspects win via TKO, and Amaru goes on for that title shot. Saul, you chose category three. That gives you Batman films. Batman films. And here is your five-point question. Here it is. In which Batman film will you hear the line? One man is born a hero, his brother a coward. Babies starve, politicians grow fat, holy men are martyred, and junkies grow legion. Batman Returns. And you're from it sequentially from getting that answer and forcing Amber to hit some questions but as it stands it is a TKO and a giant victory not just for Amaru Moses Christian not just for the Schmodown being back but the usual suspects some much needed points guys just to get some energy in the room give it up for both competitors that was an amazing match and so good to be back in the studio Amaru, this is such a great way to kick off being back in the studio, especially because this is the first time you've been in the studio. Yeah. Um, it's been a crazy year because I, uh, first rookie off board, uh -huh. first match, and first match back in studio. And, and I, I have, I've lived up to the quote unquote pressure that's been putting on me. So I'm very happy to, to, be able to, to be able to do that and deliver on that. Sam, arms crossed over there, feeling pretty good about himself. A lot of people were probably wondering what you were doing using your, your, your pick for yeah, exactly. For a rookie. For a rookie, yeah. And uh, he said he's he's lived up to. No, he has exceeded the expectations and the pressure that was put on him at the start of the season. And I mean, I was so convinced that this young man right here absolutely would hold a belt in this league. No question about it. And he has been on that track and he is unstoppable. And I cannot tell you how proud I am of him, how hard he has worked, how hard the suspects have worked. And he is the fruits of that labor. And I'm so proud of this guy today. How does it feel playing underneath these lights? A little different from the Zoom, no? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely different. But I've been, I've been touting it kind of all week since my last match. This is not my first time under the lights. I've answered questions before. This, this, it didn't phase me. It, it won't phase me if I, if I get another one. It's really just answer questions like I'm at home. And, and that's what I did today, so. And the wheel obviously bestowed a little bit of luck on you as well. Feeling pretty good after that, I'm I sure. Mean, my first two <laughs> matches, I literally got these slices I did not want. I, I wanted every other one besides opponent's choice and whatever I got in the match. So it was nice to me today. So th thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Don't thank her too quick. Trust me, she'll get you, she'll get you next time. So I know you guys are going to go and you're going to celebrate, obviously, and you're going to enjoy this moment. Uh, but that enjoyment's going to be a little brief. Because look, either way you look at it, you've got a mountain to climb and either Mike Kalinowski or Shandro, do you have a preference? Before I get into that, I, I gotta give it up to Saul. I know the man is gonna is is gonna be back. He's gonna be uh, whoever's in the tournament. I'm sorry, I, I apologize because because that man is coming. Um, I I don't have a preference per se, but if like Dream playing Mike, the man's a staple, and to be able to like put my knowledge up against a man who's been at it for years uh, would be 
just surreal. This is surreal, and that would be even more surreal. Um, but either one, I'm, I'm going to be ready for. Absolutely. Well, congratulations today, gentlemen. You deserve it. Go have fun. All right? Thank you. Thank you. He was ready to play. He answered the questions as if he was at home, but he stayed in the pocket. And he was, and he didn't, he, even when he missed a couple questions in the first round, he stayed focused. Yes, he got Spinner's Choice and he was able, but you have to still answer your questions. And he did it. He picked Spinner's Choice. He picked the right category and he looked solid. And as Sam said, he's exceeded expectations the way that he's played thus far. And he's also right because Saul's going to be angry. Saul's going to be angry, and I wouldn't say Saul looked phased or nervous at all today either. He just got a category that he spun Planet of the Apes. He looked confident. He got some tough questions, couldn't quite pull the five-pointer when he needed to most in round three. That guy is going to be back, and as a matter of fact, he's back in just a second because now Jen Sturger is going to interview him and his manager of the den, Kate Mulligan. I guess, guys, I have to start with the, the question that I'm sure everyone's wondering. You looked so confident when you, when you spun Planet of the Apes. What happened there? They, uh, they had these questions, and I didn't know the answers to them. <laughs> they do that from time to time. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard that's the case. Uh, I got to ask you, though, how did it feel playing underneath the lights versus playing at home, you know? Well, I had to wear pants this time, so that's a challenge in and on itself. But aside from that, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was exciting, actually. It was very exciting. I mean, I feel like we, I don't, I don't know, I, you're actually very calm right now. I was expecting, you know, the Saul show. It became a little bit more of the Amaru's show, no? I had a different approach for this match. Uh, in hindsight, probably not, uh, I made some mistakes that I thought they felt right at the time, but now in, with this hindsight, I know that uh, my preparation was not what it should have been. I'd altered it because of the logistical uh, issues with traveling, and um, I, now I know better. Kate, you still, I, I feel like you're still so proud of this man, especially to come out and play in his first live event, you know, in front of a small crowd, you know. How are you feeling right now? I honestly, I, I, we knew that, listen, this was a big moment. We were going to be the first match back. We were going to be the first, you know, live event back. But that being said, or not live, but taped event, there's, we don't lose today because he's about to go murder in the tournament. So to me, I feel like, you know, this, the, yes, this, this, the stakes of this were high, but at the same time, like, you know, he's, you know, Amr was going off to slaughter and we are going off to slaughter. You see what I did there? It's the same phrase, but he's going to do the slaughtering and he's going to be slaughtered. Okay. So I'm glad I could explain that. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. I'm so glad you like really laid that out there for yeah, me. Yeah. So I guess last words for any of your competitors coming up in this tournament. I'm not going to be happy whoever I play. Just know that. Yeah, that, I was going to say best case scenario actually today for the tournament is that Saul lost today. So then that fire is back. But I also have to say, I feel like there's this rhetoric surrounding Saul that like, oh, he's, 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 uh, he's too intense. He's too this. This, if he's, this is what happens. If you, if you try to take this man's intensity away, the winds go away. So we're bringing the intensity back. Okay, we're gonna come angry, and that's how it's gonna go. All right, well, come angry, just don't break anything. This place is expensive, all right? <laughs> no promises. Tough loss today, guys. All right, Mark, so you see, obviously, a disappointed Saul and, and the Den, but she is right. Not only is Saul going into the tournament now, 
He gets to face the hitman, Brandon Hanna, and you know that he wanted that match, and that match is going to happen now. So, yeah, obviously the disappointment goes there, but if you're Sam Levine and you are Amadou Moses at the moment, you got to be on cloud nine. This is a big – three wins. His first match against Jesse Swift, it was good, and even by his own admission, he said it wasn't my best game. He played very good against Moose. This hands down his best game and you showed exactly why he was that number two pick. he was the three c's we talk about all the time cool calm collected yeah. i'll add a four c with the term captain because he certainly ran the ship here today he got the w he knows he's going to celebrate he knows he's going to have a good time but he also knows what is lurking ahead of him he got to a very high plateau defeating somebody on the caliber of Saul. now he's got to bring that blue flower to the top of the mountain to do the league of shadows and i'm losing my batman references here but the bottom line is mike kalnowski or chandra donapani is going to be in the top of that hill yeah, but you also got to look at what Sam Levine's doing. And let's not forget, tomorrow, on August 1st, we are taping Irwin versus Merle. That's a championship match. That's a suspect's title match. Sam Levine, everyone's like, oh, the suspects are out of it. They're going for two titles. They got two championship shots right here. Sam Levine could have the singles champion of the world, and he could have the inner geekdom champion of the world, and he could do it pretty fast. So the usual suspects are absolutely playing hot right now, and that was a big win, and it showed Sam Sam sometimes knows what he's doing. I'll I'm going to pull a Dennis Nedry right now. You tell me the usual suspects are out of it. Usual suspects are out of uh, it. Ah, uh, ah, uh. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. And that's exactly what Amadou Moses did tonight. Ah, ah, ah. Because he was able to pull that, and because of it, now he is getting that title shot. But we're not done, not by a long shot. We have some more matches that are coming up, and there is a number one contender match coming up. You talk about that singles. Yeah, uh, Ethan Irwin. Dan Merle, they go at it. They play for the championship, but their route isn't over because as soon as one of those guys win, they got to play the winner of the next match, and that is Lady Justice, Marisol McKee against Kevin Goodenough-Smith. Number one contender match, and Mark, this match set up. You look at what happened with um, in the beginning of the season. Everyone's like, oh, Marisol, she's not going back to corruption. It's not going to happen, and Mulligan was able to pick Marisol up in free agency, trades her back to Corruption for three big picks. They both come out of it. Both the Den and Corruption come out of it good, but Marisol McKee has proven why that trade was good for Corruption as well. This is going to be a great match to watch. We filmed it digitally. It's about to be in front of your naked steaming eyeballs, and so no matter how you choose to celebrate the schmodown and watching this match, pick up Captain Morgan, make your favorite beverage, but please do so responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, so thank you. And now we are going to throw back to Jen Sturger, who is with a very special guest. Jen? So, Ben, I got to ask you, like, you don't have a match today, Collision. Um, what are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, Jen, would you really expect me not to be here? It's the Schmodan Collision. I have some people to keep my eye on, you know? Uh, sure. Uh, obviously, you know, the upcoming match with Marisol and uh, Kevin Smith. you have any favorites in that match? I think this is the one where Marisol really gets tested. And I think it's totally reasonable to think that Kevin Smith might get very close to winning. Wow, really? For, uh, you seem oddly confident about this choice. Look, Marisol's a great player, but she's a young player. She's new to this league. She's had a lot of success very early. Let's be honest, Smith hasn't lost yet. He just hasn't lost a match yet. 
I think it's totally within the realm of possibility that Marisol could pull this off. She could get the win, but I also think it's very reasonable to think she could misstep. Smith could have a good day. Let's be honest. It's only it's only three rounds. Anything can happen in three rounds. Usually just comes out of the five-pointer. Absolutely. And you're the man that knows about that. What's it been like? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. What's it been like? You know, this season, obviously, things are a little shaken up. You're playing with Dan Merle now. I mean, what's this whole transition been like for you now that I'm actually getting to talk to you in person? Yeah. Well, you know, Mark Riley is a legend of the game and somebody who I have a tremendous amount of respect for as a player, somebody I enjoy playing with. Uh, I skipped the next guy on the roster because I had no interest in playing with him, and I went straight to the greatest of all time. I just got to beat Roca twice, so that was great. Um, you can learn a lot from Dan Merle. I think he's the best for a reason. He carries himself a certain way, and uh, the journey I've been on in the Shmodan has taught me a lot. This is the final step in that journey, so I do expect to hold the singles belt again. Let's hope it's this season. But right now, I'm here to support Dan Merle. Right now, I'm here to support Dan to see what he can do, you know, how, how he fares against Ethan. You know, I was this close. We've heard me say that one before. And, uh, but, but, but we have a, a long season ahead of us, and I do expect to hold both belts. Well, um, good luck on your scouting expedition, I guess. Thanks, Jessica. I appreciate it. No one can get my name right. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and send it back to the variants. We're going, we're going digital, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.